0: Hey, I'm Paul,
1: and I'm Rad, and welcome to Game for Anything, the podcast where we're disgustingly down for whatever comes around.
0: On today's episode, we talk car hackings, not carjackings, those are way worse. We take a look at what the richest weirdos buy for Christmas. We review the Dyson big and quiet, ironically, quite loudly. And is the Vegas sphere going bankrupt? We sphere it might be. Sphere, sphere, (laughs) anyway, they're they're in trouble, folks.
1: (laughs) Oh, opinions, we got them and we're going to share them.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. How's your week been, Rad?
1: Paul, I hacked my car.
0: Now, you're going to have to clarify... What does that actually mean?
1: I'm a power hacker. I'm Mr. Robot. Haven't actually seen it. He hacks, I believe. I am the hit 90s film Hackers. (laughs) I am Angelina Jolie. My hair is dyed blonde, I am basically a god.
0: So how does one even hack a car?
1: I bought a new car like two weeks ago. Actually, this is a whole story, buckle in. I bought a new car about two weeks ago. To break in the new car, I'm like, you got to do something fun, right? This is the first time I've ever bought a car that's all mine. My previous one was a little bit of a shitbox Mm. that was a hand-me-down from my parents. Love that car, but this is like, this is my baby now, right? So I decided I'm going to go to the drive-in movies with the new car And just build lovely memories. Yeah. The thing about the drive-in is you can't have your car's lights on. The thing about modern cars is they have what's called daytime running lights that are just always on as as kind of a safety measure, right? But you don't need those on when you've got the handbrake up and you're parked in a bloody (laughs) drive-thru. So I looked up what I can do. Um, I could just like throw a blanket over the hood of my car and cover the lights that way. But that sucks. I don't want to do that. I'm a lady of luxury. I want things to be automated. I don't want to have to get up and figure out how to attach a blanket to the front of my car. That's not cute. And I'm cute, you see. (laughs) So being me, I did a bunch of research and found out that there is a way to change the settings in the car to make it so that the daytime running lights turn off when you put the handbrake on. Mm. Now, for reference, this is a VW Golf. And apparently, as I was told by my car friend who helped me hack the car, I say helped, he kind of did it for me. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, so he was the Angelina Jolie.
1: Well, we were both Angelina Jolie.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, there's two of them. Great. Wow.
1: Angelina Jolie is a state of mind. Sure, I, I, think I, you I, cou-
0: I couldn't agree more. Okay, so two Angelina Jolies mm. hacking a car.
1: Yes, so I found out that it's kind of a thing with particularly like European cars and particularly VWs. Well, they have a lot of settings in the computer that if you plug into it, you can change. And it's sort of weird because a lot of them are really, really useful, but they're just turned on and off for different markets. Mm -hmm. But you can plug a thing into the computer and, yeah, basically recode stuff. All of it's in German, but if you look up what you're supposed to click online, you can change stuff. That's...
0: So cool So what kind of stuff can you change Is it literally just lights on or off Or can you really get into some weird territory
1: You probably can get into kind of weird territory Um, I didn't necessarily Because we were doing this at like 9pm at night In the street Mm -hmm. Um, And my main focus was I gotta get this handbrake thing working So that I can go to the drive-in So we did that first It felt great It feels incredible to hack a car (laughs) (laughs) And after we changed that one, other silly stuff that we did was make it so the left side mirror tilts when you go into reverse so that you can see the curb better.
0: Okay, so it's quality of life type stuff, like adjusting a seat when you get into a a seat, right? Like that stuff.
1: Paul, you were not as excited about that as I really needed you to be. Are you kidding me? You put the car into reverse. The side mirror automatically tilts so that you can see the curb better and park (laughs) more efficient like you don't have to do it yourself and then when you park it goes back into into normal regular position
0: right I'm not diminishing the amazingness of this but remember I can't drive so for me a lot of this is like an app. now I I understand lights I understand pulling up and kind of turning things on and off but those little quality of life things are not things I would appreciate on the level you need right now
1: okay I understand okay how about this you're an aesthetics boy I changed the digital dash, so, mm. like, where you have the speedometer. Do you know what a speedometer is, Paul?
0: It's where the uh, the speed comes out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it shows the speed and then the revs. Oh my God. On that, I changed it so that it's basically got the skin. It's like changing WinApp skins <sighs> um, for that little dash area. And I gave it the GTI one, which is, like, a higher-end car. <laughs>
0: So you gave your VW Golf a reskin from a more expensive car's dashboard. So you can't just take the the bald head from the Winamp and graft it on. You're going in like the presets that these wacky Germans have kind of put in already, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm. There are some what they call long code options where you can change things in a little bit more of a, I guess, out of the box way. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like how... You can go into the settings of a computer mm. and change stuff, but without full on programming. Like sometimes there just aren't settings for the thing you might wanna change.
0: Did you worry that you were gonna get like knee deep in code? It's midnight, you're both tired, and you hit some button and it just like into like Bumblebee. Like, were you, were you worried you were gonna go too deep at any point?
1: <laughs> That's the opposite of a problem, Paul. <laughs> if I had Bumblebee, I would be raking in the cash. I'd be doing like kids' parties, mm. community events premieres to transformer shows specifically
0: sure (laughs) i think honestly you hacking a car is extremely cool did it demonstrably improve your driving experience
1: yes because i it worked and i didn't have to put a blanket over my lights
0: (laughs) i relate to that so hard i mean i'm the kind of guy who when i'm staying in a hotel room if there's a blinking light in the corner i will i will i cover every single light everywhere i go i'm a light Coverer. I don't like these things happening. So uh mad respect.
1: Uh Paul, mm. I've been in your house. You have a skylight in your bedroom. Don't think I didn't notice.
0: Don't think I I'm wearing you know I wear a mask to bed, right?
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I wear like a full-blown sleep mask.
1: The fact that you just said mask and you didn't say eye mask <laughs> does make it seem like a full face mask and it's it's a little scary, it's a little kinky. I don't like it.
0: No, I honestly think if you are willing to hack your car to improve an experience in any way, that is it's very you, and I respect it completely.
1: Thank you so much for recognising this about my personality, that I'm a person who likes to customise, I like to tinker, and whilst I didn't have to because my friend already had it, mm. would I pay 250 to $400 for the equipment to be able to do this? <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> Am I kind of thinking about buying one even though my friend has one just so that I can do stuff on my own time and not have to bother him? Kind of.
0: You are exactly the kind of person who... Look, when I'm shopping for people at Christmas, I'm trying to think of the most kind of specific stuff that would appeal to them. And whilst I don't think this next story has what you're after in terms of car hacking gear, it is specifically the kind of thing you dig. So I'm going to throw us back in time, Rad. Back in 1848, there was a German immigrant who opened up a hardware store in New York. And that hardware store gradually became a sort of emporium for very specific gifts. Uh, His nephew came on board. They bought out this whole building. It became this sort of institution. And their whole thing, the best way to describe it is, this is where you buy things if you're (laughs) extremely wealthy and extremely nerdy. I mean, (laughs) people throughout history have bought stuff from Hamaker and Schlemmer. So uh, Russian Tsar Nicholas II ordered a whole bunch of stuff in 1916. Uh, The catalogue he ordered from was, I think, 2,000 pages long, and in uh, July of uh, 1918, he was um, he was assassinated by Bolsheviks. Now, I don't think those two things are related, but it's weird how often this store plays into like history.
1: Okay, Paul, here's the thing. I'm so sorry. I don't give a shit about history. <laughs> I want to know what little gadgets they are selling. Like, when you say it's where you shop if you're extremely nerdy and mm. you're into tech, yeah. that to me sounds like they have some absolutely off the chain, silly little gadgets. Yeah. I want to know what they are.
0: Okay. Well, there's a section on their website called The Unexpected. I want to kind of inverse pyramid this right I'm going to start with The Unexpected category, right? So... Item 12543 is a life size Tyrannosaurus skeleton. That's 120,000 US dollars. I don't think you're a dinosaur person. This is literally a fully blown articulated T Rex skeleton. It's the kind that you would have in a museum. But it's not real bones. This is a full blown resin replica of a legitimate full sized. I can see you're not impressed. You're not a T Rex guy.
1: I don't even like seeing the resin ones in the museum. I'm sure as shit not gonna put one of those <laughs> fake ass dinosaurs in my own home move on to the next thing. Real bones or bust?
0: Item item 12245. I'm going to read from their entry here. This is the golf cart that glides over sand traps and water hazards on a cushion of air as easily as it does over fairways in the rough. Powered by a 65-horsepower twin-cylinder hearth engine, its nine-blade axial flow-ducted fan propels the craft up to 45 miles an hour and nine inches off the ground without harming the grass allowing crossing of a pond or stream so if you're crossing a water you can cross a water trap in this thing without actually touching the ground
1: excuse I don't think that technology exists hovercraft
0: I mean a hovercraft is a thing but a hovercraft is basically just a big cushion that floats above the ground so it uses this reverse thrust system which lets it travel in every direction at 25 miles an hour
1: no so it's it's one of those like boats that they have in new orleans or whatever where there's swampland and they go on the, the yeah. rivers and there's the big like pillow under- okay well <laughs> i think you'll find that is not hovering <laughs> six inches off the ground that is touching the ground just on an air cushion that is still like it's there's material well, touching so what, the ground no That's what this idea here
0: is that it, it actually i'm, <laughs> I'm, it I'm not impressed. It, it does hover
1: does it hover? Does it touch the ground at all? Does the material it starts
0: on the ground? It lifts off up to nine inches and then it <laughs> floats because the air is pushing you away from the ground. Is what I'm saying.
1: But it's got a cushion underneath. Yeah, but
0: the cushion isn't touching the ground. The cushion is like...
1: <laughs> <It's> not. <laughs>
0: the cu- it, it is. Look, it floats off. So the...
1: the cushion isn't a cushion. It's a tube. It's a tube that directs the air downwards.
0: Yeah, kinda. So it's like I mean, you, we all know what roughly the kind of thing we're talking about, but it's not touching the grass because I think the whole point here is. Rich dudes not wanting to damage the grass on their golf courses, so this thing is to float above the grass and cruise past it.
1: Okay, I am maybe impressed.
0: Okay. Well, it costs 58,000 USD, so I'll put that on the maybe list. Mm -hmm. And while we're talking about bodies of water, the hot tub boat is item 12211. It's an electric boat and it's got a hot tub built into the deck and that's literally all it is. It is a... It's custom made and it's got this hull which is made from like a cross between vinyl and polyester. So it's not it's not the best quality boat, but it's a full-sized hot tub which I think you can fit like 8 people in. It's got a diesel-powered boiler. Are you a hot tub kind of guy?
1: Okay, here's the thing, Paul. You are an incredible gift-giver. You have given me some gifts kind of out of the blue as well that have like blown my mind and have been like this is so thoughtful. And creative and fun and I feel like i have seen and known really well. It's such a gift of yours. Yet you've come in here and <laughs> picked like the most dog shit things out of this catalogue, the most unappealing things, or oh, that's the best that they have. But I'm sorry, I'm I'm not impressed so far. Okay, I have Hamaker Schlemmer is how make a it. okay
0: okay okay <laughs> i promise this next gift is better than that attempt at wordplay so this is the last thing i'm gonna run by you <laughs> you look so affa- you are <laughs> you look so affa- I,
1: i'm i'm trying here paul i'm trying to do something for us okay and you okay. okay okay
0: part of this part of what i was trying to do here uh rad is point out that sometimes rich people have no taste and they just want the most expensive bizarre thing possible like there's a $54,000 self contained hoot nanny, and a hoot nanny is like a big old machine that plays a bunch of instruments at once. So it plays 17 instruments in this big cabinet. I'll read it to you. This is the- Okay, I'm back on board. Okay, I'm
1: back on board.
0: So this is the autonomous mechanical band that uses 17 instruments built into its cabinet to generate a verifiable shindig. Housed within a handcrafted oak cabinet, the machine's instruments are played by a system of precisely calibrated pneumatics. I love pneumatics, you know, the air-powered stuff, that strum and pluck strings while thumping and tapping drums. The machine stores 13,000 MIDI, MP3, and karaoke songs that are selected using a 15-inch touchscreen interface, allowing the operator, that's you, to choose from 10 music categories, including big band, rock, blues, jazz, bluegrass, children's songs, and more. The rhythm section relies on a bass and a snare drum augmented by 12 auxiliary percussion instruments including bongos, agogos, wood blocks, tambourine, maracas, cowbell, and a ride, crash, and splash cymbal. And then it's got a bass synthesizer built in, a full-size guitar and banjo.
1: Do we have any brass instruments in there?
0: I can't see any horns, but this thing is like it's it's legitimately beautiful. It actually looks like a strange antique full of musical instruments
1: this is maybe a bit off topic but i think it's very interesting Mm. that i am so into the idea of this silly little mechanized cabinet Mm. and yet the idea of like ai uh music or art (laughs) doesn't appeal to me
0: it's so interesting but a hootenanny is not you're not saying invent a song about cowboys and then it's kind of Playing a song by cannibalizing other songs—it's playing pre-programmed songs.
1: That's true, but I think where my head was at with this comparison mm. is the idea that I—I I feel like the magic in music, or like it, just how an instrument is played, yeah. is often a very human thing, mm. and it's the ability of like a human touch being able to draw the best sound of an in- out of an instrument because there's a connection and there's a soul, and it's this ineffable kind of quality yeah. and yet i'm like yeah <laughs> let the cabinet play the music hand him the guitar if the
0: hootenanny was haunted and it was actually inhabited by the spirits of the people who played those instruments when they're alive now we're talking that's not ai that's that's real music
1: uh yeah that's ghost music and it's the only way that we can access it
0: you could by the way there's no horn section you could just you could be the horn section. Turn on the Hamakashlema Hoot nanny and just play along, right? Like pick up the clarinet, trombone, oboe, whatever you want.
1: Oh my goodness. You're right. I could have my own backing band. I'm on board. I like this one.
0: Great. And by the way, there was one other thing I wanted to get you from the Hamakashlema catalog, but it's sold out. It's item one two nine two three. This is the fully operational town that pays homage to the Old West with 23 acres of sarsaparilla and sagebrush-themed amusements. Built in Northwest Illinois in 1979, Donnelly's Wild West Town includes 14 buildings with two residences, offices, a warehouse, museum, restaurant, convention hall, and a commercial kitchen. A fully functional, restored Wild West town for sale.
1: Oh, my God! I want it! I want it so bad.
0: Its museum houses genuine memorabilia, including revolvers, spurs, boots, chaps, and indoor uh, there's a barber shop, a doctor's office, a pawn shop. Oh my god i ugh.
1: do the people come with it? Do townsfolk come with it
0: <laughs> Here's the thing you don't
1: if I'm this rich, can I just buy <laughs> some people to like live there? and pretend to be old-timey. I'm basically asking to purchase Westworld.
0: Brad, there is not a single person you know, and you know this, that wouldn't say yes to living in a Wild West town that you ran. Like, if you went, okay, I'm running a Wild West town, I just need someone to be a blacksmith, I'd move in. Straight away.
1: Paul, it's really kind that you think that I won't behave like the patrons of Westworld and walk in and just want to shoot people. Yeah. It's really kind that you think that. And
0: that's why it'll be up for listing in another five years, because everyone who gets this goes completely <laughs> mad with power, murders everyone, and all that's left is a hoot nanny playing, just echoing through the streets.
1: You could say that all that's left is the town being big and quiet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. every. I want you to think... I want you to think about every time you've made fun of my segues. Just think, just reflect back, and next time- I can't remember. Cut me- you can remember, I know you can remember, cut me some slack next time. Okay, I will allow you to proceed into the forest of this next story, unfettered.
1: Paul, I want to tell you about the Dyson Big and Quiet, the item that I did such a skillful segue into. Effortless. Almost like the Dyson Big and Quiet and its ability to clean the air, purify the air. With a stream of air that uh, shoots ten meters for circulation in large rooms.
0: Ten meters? <laughs> that sounds... Wait, would not that hurt?
1: No, it's like so, it's not like
0: it's not going to punch a hole through me. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. It's it's not like an air cannon. It's like a gentle stream of air that it sort of shoots across the room to create circulation. Okay. So air purifiers have kind of become pretty big business. I think both the bushfires in Australia and COVID, obviously pushed this market upwards particularly in Australia Mm. and Dyson are a huge company they see themselves as like an engine company they've done stuff in the air purifying space before but this is like the big boy and when I say it's big it's huge like when the box arrived I was like damn I could fit inside this thing did you crawl in I thought about it but then I didn't because I was busy and then when I unboxed it I was angry (laughs) So I didn't feel feel like climbing into a box for no no purpose. other. Like, I didn't have the joy in me, you know, to just like climb in and be like, "Ooh, I fit in the box and then get back out.
0: Yep, gotcha, gotcha. Look,
1: I'm an irritable guy sometimes. It's just, it is what it is.
0: So has the Dyson air purifier helped you calm down and be less irritable?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) It sits in the corner. Okay. It sits in the corner. It doesn't... Like I was about to say, it doesn't do anything. That's not true. It obviously does stuff, but it's not an interactive piece of technology. Oh. It's a passive piece, and it does its passive job quite well. Okay. It's uh, it is. It's certainly big. We've established that, <laughs> but it's also quiet. <laughs> uh.
0: If it's doing its job well, you don't even notice it's there. But I mean, Rad, we're really circling around the point here, and that is that I don't know what an air purifier actually is. I keep nodding and smiling, but I don't know what I don't know what they do.
1: Oh, so you you know, like how there's water purifiers? Yeah. It's like that but for air.
0: Stop assuming I know what they do either. What, what, what... <laughs> <laughs> Hang on
1: so... Okay, so so it's a big it's a big cylinder with like a Reese's pieces cup on top. Oh, I love those. Or like a half a half sphere on top. Oh, that's less good. Uh, and it sucks air in through the cylinder part. Mm. It runs through a bunch of filters and then it shoots the air back out through the Reese's piece.
0: So wouldn't that make the air smell like peanut butter?
1: It's not a real Reese's piece. It's a metaphorical Reese's
0: piece. Son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> it's, just, it's just the first thing that I could think of that was like kind of a half sphere. But when it passes through those filters, it's like a HEPA-13 sealed filter and it's got like carbon filters and a formaldehyde, uh, what do they call it? A selective catalytic oxidation process that breaks formaldehyde down into carbon dioxide and water. So it... Basically cleans out like dust, viruses, bacteria, smells. Apparently. I don't know. Smells come in many shapes and forms. And formaldehyde.
0: Isn't formaldehyde what they use to uh, preserve corpses?
1: Yes. Oh, Paul! Also apparently formaldehyde is in like tons of just household products. Particularly adhesives, any kind of like drapery that's kind of pressed, they use formaldehyde can be in paints, preservatives, and pressed wood. So anything that's like plywood, chipboard, all the adhesives in that apparently can have quite high levels of formaldehyde, which can cause irritation to eyes and throats, nausea, cause respiratory issues. It's been shown to cause cancer in animals, so could cause cancer in humans. Um, And it's just generally the kind of thing where if the levels are quite high, can can be
0: harmful. Can the Dyson air purifier deal with things like microplastics, which I've been told I'm breathing in. All the time, or is that something they are going to work on later?
1: Do we breathe in microplastics? I thought we eat them. Apparently
0: we breathe them in too. I could be wrong.
1: What? Yeah. No, I'm looking this up. Look it up. This sounds... I don't know about this. Breathe in microplastics. People were already known to breathe in the tiny particles. Excuse me? (laughs) Research has shown that we probably ingest microplastics at a rate of 11 particles per hour? Oh
0: my god
1: apparently most of it would come from dust from textiles so like nylon clothing or whatever yeah when you when you get the dust off it it's microplastics
0: and you breathe that in what so why have you told me this i'm sorry now suddenly being a ghost trapped in a nanny seems like a like sweet release I didn't mean to throw the um, Dyson big and quiet under the bus here, but I'm very curious as to whether an air filter, like a state-of-the-art air filter, can help with this new and terrifying problem. According
1: to Dyson's website, uh, they've tested the filtration efficiency at 0.1 microns, which isn't small enough to deal with all nanoplastics, but it is small enough to deal with microplastics.
0: Okay, so it's a partial fix. I'll take a partial fix.
1: It's a partial fix. I mean, it's going to help at least. And I have actually noticed that having the air purifier in the bedroom while I'm sleeping... Has really helped with me being kind of congested. If I let the dog sleep in the bedroom, mm. I think he just he just danders, you know. He's just uh, if you see him in the sun and he shakes, you can see all the light catch everything that comes off that boy, and it's kind of disgusting. Yet I want the cuddles.
0: It's a it's a cost benefit analysis, and the dog always wins.
1: It's funny you mention cost because this thing is not cheap.
0: Okay, now last uh, last week you mentioned the price of a keyboard, and I saw so much I had to cut quite a lot out. So. Uh, please, how much does the Dyson Air Purifier cost?
1: For the one that I'm reviewing, mm-hmm. it's the Dyson website exclusive, which just means that it has a more specialized carbon filter that apparently captures three times more NO2, and it has a CO2 sensor. Mm-hmm. Now, having a CO2 sensor is cool and great, but these things can't filter out carbon dioxide, so it basically just says you're slowly suffocating, you might want to do something
0: about it. It's ornamental at that point. Yeah, okay. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That one is $100 more expensive than the base model, Mm -hmm. and the base model costs a dollar shy of $1,500.
0: Oh, boy. Oh. breathe the microplastic dilemma, I may have made some loud, angry noises, but now that it might actually save my life, and because I'm a bit of a hypochondriac, I'm like 1500 seems like a pretty reasonable price tag.
1: It's a small price to pay to make sure that your lungs aren't filled with microplastics. <laughs> <laughs> but there are there are smaller prices that you can pay. For example, I've got a different air purifier, Samsung one that I bought myself. It's much smaller, mm. but that one only costs like 300 bucks or something like that. Okay. But it doesn't filter as fine as the dyson one it only does 0.3 microns rather than the 0.1 so dyson do tend to make very well-designed well-built uh products but they also do tend to cost an arm and a leg and while there are other air purifiers that are very expensive samsung also has one that's like the 1300 mark that still only does 0.3 microns mm. it might be a mildly hard sell for a lot of people But their vacuums, their vacuums are worth every dollar, and I highly encourage you to pick one up.
0: But I'll be honest, if Dyson can invent a small vacuum cleaner that goes inside my body and Hoover's out, not Hoover's, that's (laughs) proprietary, Dyson's out. Let's get that going. It Dyson's out all of the microplastics already in my body, that would not suck.
1: So I know what I'm getting you for Christmas a dialysis machine. (laughs) I don't know if it works in the same way, but like maybe if you get an upgraded one, we can just filter your blood for microplastics. I think
0: maybe Hamaka schlummer has got something on their catalogue. I'm sure you'll find a good one on the market.
1: But what you won't find on the market is more of this episode. No, you will. We've... Oh no, this
0: episode. Yeah, this episode's this done. This episode.
1: This episode. This episode's done. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, we're done. We, we were gonna. We, I know that we uh, in the intro said that we were gonna talk about the Vegas Sphere, mm. but we don't have time, so you're just gonna have to wait till another time.
0: Yeah, it'll it'll still be there unless it's closed down, which it might. Ooh, it's a story tease. Oh. Thanks for listening. To- again for anything i'm paul that's Brad, and you're you see you later bye everyone (laughs) (laughs) but
1: i want to be you
0: if you want just i'll give you i'll send the mustache no i don't you don't
1: although i do like how we're wearing kind of matching shirt colors i think that's cute do a button up what is wrong with you